Hey, this is Russell, and I have a pretty amazing job. I work at the video store, the one that's just down the road from you that you can go to once a week whenever it is movie night. Why I love this job is because when the store is quiet, I get to watch movies and series and talk about them with my friends that work here. Today on the show, I do a shift with Gad, and I hope he's someone you've come to love and appreciate here on the show. Um, he's always got some interesting um, insights and, and interesting knowledge. So let's get straight into it. This is a shift with Gad. Did you see that thing yesterday on the TV? Good start to the year. Been busy. Yeah? Yeah. Nice. Making lots of that candy. Making some of that rock. <laughs> Cooking up some rock. <laughs> um, Gad, for those who don't know, um, is a almost a lifelong chummy, being a member of Short Straw along with me. But Gad has recently found his calling as a candy maker, for those who don't know, and has started a company called Gaddle's Candy Company. Where the main product, do you do anything else? But the main product is is rock candy, hard rock. Well, candy. that's the only thing for now. I mean, I'm planning yeah, to yeah, expand. Yeah. I'm going yeah, to get all get gummies next. Oh, good. I just need to find a source for gum base. Okay, but yeah. you you yeah. so yeah, so I'm Gad makes planting trees. Gad makes a uh, Gad rock, which we stuck here at the bioscope, and Oaks are loving it, man. Oh, that's good to hear. Thanks, okay. thanks, Rusty. Just a little punty punt. Uh, what about This American Life? What were you saying? So have you listened to it with Hourglass? The pod, it's a podcast. It's a podcast, yeah. No. Uh, so he's, I remember that he, Mark Maron interviewed him years ago. Okay. And only recently some, someone recommended it, and I went on, and it's great. They're all short stories. Okay. Stories uh, of people living in America. In America, yeah. Sort of a... So, but the the last episode was one guy who came on and told he'd written this this, this series of essays about his mother remembering his mother. Okay. And he kind of it, he's Israeli, so it was all in Hebrew, and then someone had translated, it and then they got this guy in to come and read the English versions. Okay. And in between the banter between Araglas and the guest, because the guy's like. Oh, I don't think this story leads to the other one. What are we going to put in between? And Ira's like, this. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and I just I just love that idea of putting the real life, like it's almost behind the scenes. Like okay. It takes away that that like yeah. veil. Yeah. So it's it's people telling sort of basically the story of their life. Sometimes sometimes they're telling it themselves. Sometimes it's reporters. Sometimes Ira Glass is telling the story. Okay. But they're all just like... It's a cool name. Ira Glass. Yeah, it's, he, he was literally born to be on radio, or okay. like in, yeah. But they're all like really heartfelt and feel mm. feel good kind of things. Okay, because that's also similar to Humans of New York, where the it, idea is yeah. the Instagram account Humans of New York, which is a wildly popular thing because it's yeah, it just sort of shows the snapshot of these people's lives and their story, and it sort of shares that. Okay, so you listen to that every now and again. Yeah, no, every week it comes in. It's in my playlist. Okay. Yeah. Because you can listen to podcasts while you make the candy. Yeah. So while I make candy, I'm either watching YouTube or podcasts. Or I'm currently watching Malcolm in the Middle on Disney. Yeah. Interesting. Because <laughs> yeah. there's been a little, um, yeah, revival of that now with with um, 
Disney Plus and people are enjoying Malcolm in the Middle. I never really watched it. It's a perfect show. Yeah. It's it's genius. Like every character is amazing. The writing still holds up. Oh, it's great. And I'm sad now because I'm on the last season. Brian Cranston was um, interviewed by Conan O'Brien and they were talking a lot about like his character and how he developed his character. He basically, uh, did you listen to that? I listened to the, you know, the recent one. Yeah. yeah. And just how he had to try and figure out who he was um, from the pilot. I mean, it, you know, you don't know much. In the oh, pilot, he saw what Lois was like and he was the opposite. He saw, he saw every attribute of his wife, everything good that she was. Courageous, you know, fighter, you know, strong, independent. And then he crafted his characters to, to be the exact opposite. Hal is scared of everything. Yeah. <laughs> and the scream. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and then he sort of did it in the podcast. It was great. Um, what are you watching? I saw something amazing. Okay. Uh, well, I had to do it over two nights because of load shedding. Sure. Um, it's this new show. It's only the part, the first episode called The Last of Us. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So no, it, I, people, I, I've been people, looking forward to it for a while. It's a video game. It was a video game on PlayStation, and apparently they upgraded it, and then they did a revamp version, but the same story, essentially. Yeah, and it's now become a TV show. But what's really cool about it, okay, first of all, it's Craig Mazin who did Chernobyl. He wrote and oh, created wow. Chernobyl. Yeah. So Chernobyl, um, quick back of the box, was a, was a biopic. So it was a narrative retelling of Chernobyl, but it was done very, very well, very faithfully. Almost in real time, certain elements, great, great That was a fantastic series. TV show, yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, he also wrote and directed superhero movie, that parody. Oh. He, he, he wrote like Scary Movie 2 and 3 and okay. the Hangover movies. He's, an inter- he's got a podcast as well. Okay. But that's, a, that's another story. Um, so yeah, Last, Last of Us, Wh- so good. Where so, is it? Is it on anything? It's on Showmax. It's on Showmax. Yeah, they okay. put the first episode on. Okay. So he wrote it with the creator of the game. Yeah. Yeah, good. And so the two of them are directing all the episodes. And what is the basic premise of The Last of Us? It's kind of like a zombie thing. Are they actual zombies? Yeah. Okay. And they and they what these main characters are some of the last sort of humans. Yeah, so it spread so quickly. So it's just like how they survived 20 years later. Okay. Yeah. They got these like strongholds and the, the armies in charge and then there's the rebels who are trying to get out of the army's kind of overreach and yeah. Okay. It's super interesting. And like cool. really good characters and yeah, it's filmed. I mean, there's one scene that doesn't really spoil anything, but it's from the perspective of the girl in the back of a car and you, you just see the, like a third of the screen is a windscreen and that's like all you see for this incredible action scene. Oh, well. Yeah, definitely worth checking out. Okay. Um, I've started watching Welcome to Chippendales. Ah, oh, so it's on. <laughs> on Disney Plus. It's, lo- it's, it's so far so good. It's, it's a cool um, story about the dude who started the Chippendales um, nightclub. Yeah, yeah. With the ripped Kumail Nanjiani. Yeah, he's not as sort of ripped anymore, but I mean, he's still in good shape. But you don't obviously, it's not about him and you don't see his he, torso. He doesn't really dance. He's the owner of no, the No, no, no. He's the owner. Yeah. Okay. And it's um, it's great. It's just it's that real seventies, eighties LA excess 
of of <laughs> so obviously these like hairy men <laughs> with like moustaches and you know that was what was sexy at the time and when I think of Chippendales I think of like shaved stomachs for some reason I think that's what it sort of slowly became as as time went on but when it first started a lot of the 80s hunky men were all quite hairy <laughs> but it's a cool show um what else are you what else are you enjoying did you watch the menu yet no I, I've been meaning to, and it, it it's now on Disney Plus. Yeah, it, like I mean, it keeps on coming up on that front thing, no matter yeah. what you do. But um, as I said to you the other night when we saw Fablemans, yeah, which I love, by the way, yeah, um, it was a great like double billing with Triangle of Sadness to watch the menu and Triangle of Sadness together because they both yeah. kind of deal with rich people and excess and mm. food. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What? Is, yeah. What is the basic premise of the menu? They all go to a. So, so they get put on a boat and taken to this island. And the point of this island is it's a super exclusive. Like, they don't strictly say it's five star, five Michelin stars, mm. but it's like the super exclusive restaurant on an island. Yeah. That only a group of twenty or whatever can do at a time. Yeah. And they go through, it's like this experience and all the food has meaning and it's, there's like a huge waiting list to get on this thing. But when this particular meal, the chef has started to go crazy and crazy stuff happens. Like, I don't want to... And you don't... And, and I think the basic idea from what I gathered is that people don't know how much of it is part of a show or how much of it is actually happening yeah because right? he's he's so famous for doing ridiculous things that, yeah that, that so people that, get played with they don't yeah. quite know yeah it reminds me um yeah there, there's that movie the game yeah i love with that michael movie. douglas as well that, that movie i was like really so annoyed the whole movie and then it's revealed at the end you're like oh okay this makes kind of sense that's a fincher movie is it David Fincher? Yeah, it's one of his earlier ones. Ah, I didn't know that. Now I must rewatch it. I remember watching it at the time and thinking like, this is cool. I saw it on Mnet, definitely. Yeah. With my dad. <laughs> on like a Sunday at eight. Yeah. So it's like classic things. Yeah. I've been enjoying um, Desert Island Discs in terms of podcasts. I've um, oh. mentioned it to on one or two episodes. It's the kind of thing I think you'd enjoy. It's been going for ages, probably before podcasts were even a thing. BBC were doing this kind of radio show. So they've got these archives for decades. Basically, they, 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 they cast away someone. So it's a famous person. And they um, say you've got eight discs, eight songs that you can have with you on a desert island. And, and what would they be? Okay. And they tell these stories, and it's very, it's very well um, put together. It's not, it's, it's, it's quite a slick, precise kind of um, curated show, and it's wild. Well, I guess this is a success: is that it's very personal, and you really get to the bottom of these characters, these people, because they tell stories of their childhood, and you know, this reminds me of this, and my mom always used to sing this in the kitchen, and. Well, and, that's great. And it's it's really really great, and I, I I've scrolled through. Do they get like celebrity guests kind of thing? Dude, famous famous people. The most recent one is Spielberg. Oh wow! And, and okay, I, and that's what I was talking about. I don't know whether you caught our conversation once we went uh, once we walked out of Fablemans. I was like, this is wild because I what I listened to his episode. Did, he, of did, Desert did Island any of Discs those songs before. were they in the movie? They weren't necessarily the songs, but certain things. 
Um, and he, yeah, he sort of spoke about his dad and he spoke about certain personal feelings. And like one thing that was really cool, and I've mentioned this before, but I'll, I'll mention it again, was you get these eight songs that you can take on the desert island and then you get one luck, one book and one luxury. <laughs> you know, like a sweater or a mm. scarf or a pillow, you know, or something. Yeah. And his, his luxury was um, that Bowman's whatever camera. And he said, obviously, I can't film anything on this island. I'm going to run out of film or I can't process it. But he said, just to look through it, just to look through it. And I can hold it up to my ear and wind it and hear the, the noise. <laughs> and I thought, oh, that was lovely. I didn't think much of it until in the movie, the character at one point lies in bed and puts the camera to his ear <laughs> and makes that sort of rolling noise. And I was like, oh, that's lovely. What a great movie. I must listen to that. There's there's a James Acaster podcast where he has guests and they talk from talk about albums specifically from a certain year. Okay, this was like 2004 or 2003. It's a different year each episode. No, no, it's only every episode is from <laughs> that specific year. Oh, yeah, weird. And it's the most obscure music. Like I. I, I couldn't I stopped listening to them because like I couldn't even recognize the albums. Okay, I I must say I That's very sometimes niche. I sometimes myself find myself like looking back on particular years because every new year of curating films at the Bioscope, I like to um, count backwards for fifteen years or twenty years or twenty five years, or I pick certain like what would be a nice kind of anniversary, poke around that year's films and go, oh my god, it's sixty years of breakfast at tiffany's and so now we can do that as a classic movie sundays and say it's been 60 years mm. like we're doing um lost in translation now because it's 20 years 20 years. can you believe it God. 20 years since lost in translation i saw that in the cinema and we went on like a friday afternoon and there was only one other lady in there and every time i lifted my cold drink to drink it she's like Shh. really it was bizarre like I couldn't, I couldn't like eat. I was like eating one piece of popcorn at a time. Yeah, no, shush, woman. Yeah, what? Yeah, funny. Um, I'm trying to think what's what's been good. I mean, Fablemans was great. Did you? What did you get from it? Just like how? I mean, there was a point in my life where I was like, maybe I want to make movies or direct movies, and then you hear about how these guys who actually do it how passionate they are and like growing yeah. up making movies and like this actually cemented in me and like oh, I'm not a filmmaker <laughs> <laughs> yeah you go to like you go to um I did not have that when I was a kid yeah it it had me realize that early on like I, I was loving the idea of making films and and like with our family VHS I was like shooting things and shooting my friends and stuff but I didn't necessarily um yeah, I didn't. It wasn't as prolific, or I wasn't as like all-encompassing. But I loved the idea of of publishing. I love the idea of making and having a name and designing a cover. Like when we were at at film school, I got more of a kick out of designing the DVD cover. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Instead yeah. of having it on the shelf, whether it was a good enough film or not was up for debate. I liked the idea of like producing, and that's why I think I've just always enjoyed that i've enjoyed enjoyed the physical making of something i love the idea that we publish these episodes 
that there's a catalog and there's a number and same with the with limited edition I, I i love the yeah i love the realness of it sure yeah and yeah. it's a, whenever you watch a movie like fablevens you also start thinking about your own childhood and what you did i remember starting a like a little business to design space cases do you remember okay so i don't know whether space case is still a thing i remember space cases obviously that was your kind of hard pencil case um hopefully most people still know what a space case is and or if that term still there exists. was like the, the ridged kind of one and then the flat one was the space case yeah and so i i started this little business where for five rand we would design your space case in a way like we would do colors or do things or like spray them or things yeah and i realized like it was like a design company of sorts <laughs> weirdly enough it's, it's weird like i had a sort of creative agency <laughs> <laughs> Because you read um, that book, Outliers, um, Malcolm Gladwell's book, and you talk, he talks about the 10,000 hours, which most people know of. But if you don't, the idea is basically that these people have put in, like the, the people who are the masters of their craft have put in at least 10,000 hours, um, probably more than other people, 10,000 more hours um, to, to get them where they are today. And, and people often don't credit that time, that form, formative time. Like a lot of people don't necessarily know the history of the Beatles was really formed when, before they were famous, they were playing in strip clubs in Hamburg. In Hamburg. Yeah. And they had to play for six, seven hours. We get poked after playing for 40 minutes on stage as short straw. Or no, those guys played all so they, night. So they had to play all night. And so they got very tight and they could communicate very well musically with each other and then they came back from that and that's when the Kevin days started and that's when they became the band so people you know they didn't just didn't come out of nowhere like they were crafting those songs in harsh conditions you know like you can imagine a rowdy strip club in Hamburg would be both fun and challenging at the same time um we Mike, we went down that road it didn't yeah the reaper barn reaper barn yeah but you can imagine what that would have been like in the 50s oh my god might have been real wild um tiger woods has hit more golf balls bill gates was um programming all day and then he would go to bed and then sneak out of his room and go down the road and continue programming at the middle of the night and then come back into his bed and sleep another hour and then go back to work and he you know he just put in these hours at a time um another oh another great thing about bill gates funny enough is that if you remember in fablemans the dad was a genius a, a, yeah, sort yeah, of a yeah. computer programmer um this is the real life story of spielberg's family and spielberg's dad and in the movie you you see him kind of getting a job for ibm or, or sort of working on computers and talking about how they getting these computers faster and faster um Spielberg uh, revealed in Desert Island Discs that one of the nicest things was Bill Gates um, invited him and his dad to a lunch, a dinner. And um, Bill Gates said that to the dad, like, the work you did on this particular computer, whatever, the, whatever its name was, was so significant that it really laid the blueprint for us. And so, like, it's <laughs> okay. so wild That's that, amazing. like, Spielberg's dad was, like, instrumental in the world of computing. And he's like, you bridged that gap and and we have you to thank. And apparently it was, like, quite a 
an emotional moment for the dad to sort of get this appreciation. That was great. It's interesting how these parents can sometimes, uh, you know, do these incredible things. Like, have you heard the the woman who worked on the space, the the, the Apollo landing? She was pregnant, and she was one of the people who was like instrumental in helping do the computational oh, math. Yes, yes, yes. I do remember that. And she gave birth um, in and around like doing this work, but she was doing the work in the in the. While in while labor. Give, yeah, while in labor. And that kid was Jack Black. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I saw, I saw It's that such here. a great way to tell the story, where you tell this like amazing story. It's like, and then the kid was Jack Black. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was really interesting. Um, my dad had a, a very interesting um, review of Fablemans. Oh, yeah. He's like, why did it just end? I wanted to see, I wanted to see him making movies. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's. I mean, I hadn't watched the movie at that yeah. point, but I'm like, that's probably not the point of no, the movie. No, that's not the point. No, um, that's funny. Like, I read the Wikipedia of Spielberg. Yeah, mm. and also all that other stuff has just been so documented, and we all, and it's there for you to see. But um, Cole says it best. He says that you know that tumultuous family situation is what gave us such enriched stories. Once Spielberg then started telling stories. Yeah. You know, I was reading that 20 years ago, 25 years ago, his sister, who's also a screenwriter, actually. Okay. Um, she'd written a story about the family, but he didn't want to make it. He didn't want to upset his parents. Yeah. And they only died like, quite recently. Yeah. He, he said, like, upon becoming an orphan, he sort of uses this. He's like, he's, I think he said something like this sort of 10 million rand, 10 million dollar piece of therapy for him <laughs> was making this movie because they like recreated the house like almost exactly how it was which must have been so trippy to like use that money to like you know go back and work on some things and like wrestle with some history and emotion like oh yeah that was that wild. was therapy yeah it was therapy for him to kind of tell the stories of his parents and his feelings towards them it's really interesting apparently it's a it's a flop the movie it's lost money which makes me very sad. Yeah, well, I don't know what you, one could deem a flop or not. It won a Golden Globe. I mean, I don't think that's a flop. Yeah. But it's it's certainly... It's a prestige movie for the studios, for sure. Yeah, but I, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I, I, I don't think people are going to rush out and see it. Um, because I don't know whether people necessarily know it. I, I, I don't know. Some, maybe it just hasn't landed. It's got a weird title. I don't know. Yeah, sure. I remember when it came out, I couldn't remember the name. Which is also not a great sign, but yeah. no, it, it'll it'll it's a smaller one. It'll live on in its sort of boutique smallness. I don't know. Um, there's a lovely documentary that I think you'd like on Disney Plus called "If These Walls Would Sing." If these walls could sing, have I seen that? What's that about? It's about Abbey Road, Abbey Road Studios. What? Okay, it is lovely, I'm and it's, watch that. it's made by Paul McCartney's daughter. Not, it's just so new. It's just come to Disney Plus, probably okay. in the last like week or so. Okay, maybe I've seen. And it's the history of Abbey Road. Like just scroll, some scroll down past everything to get to Malcolm in the Middle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're being blindsided by by Malcolm in the Middle. No, it's a great documentary. Obviously, she's able to get incredible access to Paul McCartney, Ringo, um, um, Elton John, um, but there's some great things that happened and then some great like 
oh, you didn't know that he played this on this. Um, the way they did certain things, the way this kind of studio, like how its history came together. It's lovely. Okay. It's, it's a great documentary. Did you get through that whole Beatles thing? No, no. I started it and was like, mm, never mind. I think I finished part one, but it's like, yo. It's a lot. Like, You're talking about Get Back. Yeah, someone needed to reel Jackson in. Just it was he, indulgent, but, you know, if you can do it, if you've got it, go for it. But I, I feel like that could have been an awesome three-hour documentary. Okay. It was what? Six hours, seven hours. Amazing, yeah. Ooh, it was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, and and maybe only guys like us could appreciate that because a lot of it is them jamming and forming these songs. Um, I like seeing them do it for a few songs is cool, but watching every song that did and didn't make the album. But yeah, maybe it's just it's the Beatles. So like maybe you can I, just. I really thought I liked the Beatles until I saw this documentary. Remember, you and me sat down and started watching that anthology thing, and that also like it's a lot. It takes a lot. Yeah. So I watched. There's, there's a show I watched mm -hmm. called The Resort. Okay. It's on Peacock in America. I googled. I think it's on Amazon. You can watch it out of out of America. Okay. It's with um, Christine. The, did you ever watch How I Met Your Mother? Yeah. The the woman who played the mother, when he, when, he, when he eventually meets in her, the yeah. last season, yeah, yeah, Christina, someone, yeah, um, and the Good Place. Did you ever watch that? Yeah. Chidi, the uh, the black dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's the two of them. They're a couple, and it's their tenth anniversary, and they go to a resort, and they go um, four by fouring, like quad biking, quad biking. And mm. she kind of has an accident and she rolls and she falls and she finds a cell phone. Okay. That's like 15 years old. And she somehow gets it working and starts to read the messages. And she wants to solve the mystery of whose phone this is. Okay. And it's, it's great. It's, like, right. it's eight episodes. The resort. Okay. It's a start and a finish. Yeah. Lovely. I mean, with potential for more, that there's a lot of unanswered okay. questions. They like to keep things open for that. Yeah. Okay. But it's just it goes places and you're like, what is happening? Um, there's that um, new episode of Conan O'Brien's podcast where he talks to Penn Badgley, who's the dude from Gossip Girl. Oh, I didn't listen to that. <laughs> it's so funny. because like Gossip he, Girl and you. Yeah, is, oh, Gossip okay. Girl was what sort of made him, which was like a 2000s show. Which was huge at the time. So, I mean, it so launched, episodes, it launched everyone's career. Um, and then it's he's since been in in the Netflix show You, um, which is like a weird, darker. I watched more a few morbid, seasons of that, and um, like I couldn't buy it off after season yeah, three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bit ridiculous. But in Gossip Girl, they're all meant to be in high school, <laughs> and Conan O'Brien is pointing out like how ridiculous it is that these kids are in high school. <laughs> like they they were following the trail of a killer. It's like call the police. Like don't do it yourself. <laughs> and the one dude, um, his his character's name was Chuck Bass. He took himself so seriously, and he would sort of have a smoking jacket, and he would, he would have companies and controlling shares, and, and it was like, it's so silly that these kids are in high school. Like, imagine a kid in high school, sort of having controlling shares in a company, and then like, and then Conan would make jokes about like his mom calling him, and him being like, "Mom, like I'm, I'm busy," because we grew up like we grew up watching. Veronica Mars? Well, we grew up watching 
these this these unnaturally grown up versions of high school kids. Veronica Mars is one of my favorite shows. Was she meant to be in high school? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Solving and, the murder of her friend. Yeah. Who's like uh, having an affair with the one friend's father and oh. It's like, what? High school? Yeah. Because the thing is, well, like in America, they start driving when they're 16, I think. Yes. So all the kids are all driving and they can get around. It's like, not like here. It feels a little, they feel more grown up. No, but it's because they can only get grown ups to act in those ways. Like they couldn't get younger kids and it wouldn't be as juicy or authentic. Yeah, it was a joke that if they actually had high school kids, like all those Gossip Girl characters would have pimples and (laughs) (laughs) awkward. It would be so awkward. Braces. The sex scenes or the lovemaking would be so awkward because they're like, none of them would know what to do. And like, (laughs) (laughs) just ridiculous. It's like white bodies all touching and off. Yeah. Um, Okay, Magic Man, what are you going to watch? A documentary for sure. Yeah, if these walls could sing. If these walls could sing. Okay, and then I should. You've be... said it enough times, so I think my phone's going to recommend it to me now. Yeah, it's listening. Um, and then I'm going to watch the menu. The menu, which is easy because that's on Disney Plus. It's on my list. I- I'll get to it this this weekend. Don't bother sure. watching 1899. It got cancelled. Yeah, shame. You were totally into that. I I started after you spoke about it. I started giving it a try, and immediately I was like, "Oh, this is a thinking. This is a thinking show." Because Doc was amazing. That was three seasons, and they pitched the show to Netflix, knowing it was more than one season. I don't know if it was two or three. Yeah, and they committed to it, and then, but it's all about completion rates. That's what Netflix looks at. So people who start this, the show and get to the end of the season. So oh, that makes sense. It's not about how many hours are watched. I mean, that definitely contributes. But they're like, the biggest thing with Sandman, the reason it got a second season, is that people were watching to the end of the show. Yeah. No, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. So they were just noticing that with 1899, there was just this huge drop off. Yeah. People were like, after one episode, they're like, no. <laughs> yeah, which is a pity because you, like, you probably would have gotten hooked by two or three. Yeah. No, that's interesting. I mean, it was a bit of a push. If I had not seen Dark, I might not have gotten past episode one. Yeah, well, then you've kind of answered your own question. Yeah. But okay. I, because I knew after season episode three or four, it really gets into it. And it's amazing. Yeah, it's interesting to see which shows we've started watching that we just sort of you just don't think about so you're not excited to finish yeah. and then that's that that's that algorithm in play yeah like we started watching uh, in a league of their own on amazon which the premise of it is great it's like a cool kind of period so like mid-century setting of uh women baseball the women baseball team that's it was based ba- on the movie it's based on the movie yeah and it had the it had it had a bunch of like cool people in it the um, ron swanson from Parks and Rec, he was the coach. He's also in the resort. Okay, cool. But it just sort of didn't hook you in a weird way. Like, Mm. it just didn't, like, make you excited to come home the next day and watch. It's funny. So I guess those shows just happen. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Magic, my guy. Awesome, Rusty. Thank you for the chat. And we will see you soon. We've got some shows with Short Straw coming up, which is cool. Yeah. Gavin's coming next week. And then you are going to bring in your chummy, Gavin. 
Gavin Pincus. Gavin Pincus. He's a DOP. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Be nice to have a chat. I know lots of people who know him, so it'll be cool to. We hung kind out of with him at him. Fall Festival in Mozambique. I can't remember that. Uh, yeah, that was that was good times. <laughs> we had a they'd given us a bottle of tequila or vodka or something. Yeah, and, and I just saw him wandering around, and I'm like, oh, come come sit with us, Gavin. And then you just and you got to know him from there. Yeah, yeah. Now our paths haven't crossed in that sense. I don't remember that. <laughs> I was obviously somewhere else in Mozambique at the time. Okay, Magic Diddy. Thanks, man. Cool, Rusky. We'll chat soon. Chat soon. All right, Lekka. What a great chat. Thank you for listening. Um, this is the part of the show that we refer to as the cash up. Uh, if there's anything we need to balance in the till before we turn off the lights and go home, uh, this one didn't really have anything, so nothing to kind of mention here apart from letting you know uh, we are the video store.co.za. So that is one place you can use to share the love. So if you want to recommend this podcast to anyone we would greatly appreciate it as well as if you are so inclined please leave a rating and a review on whatever platform you're on that also goes a long way we've got our uh, social media platforms over on facebook and instagram we'd love you to chime in and let us know uh, what we're talking about what what we should be talking about um, if there's anything we've missed and what you think about what we say on the show we'd love to hear from you all right thank you and uh, we will see you again next week cheers